0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret Blue podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Dan Rowlinson, joined by Matt Kendrick. I was just going through the YouTube library before we started, and I think this is the first one we've done since I've come back to work. This is nice, isn't it?
1: It is. You've, got a, you've welcomed a new human being onto the planet, and you've yeah. moved house, I believe. So, uh yeah, busy boy, but now, now you're back doing the, the important stuff, so welcome back, mate. Good, good to have you back. Yeah, apologies for the
0: delay in the start. I'm the, one, I'm the one that's moved house. I've sorted all my stuff out. Before we started, you were like, I've got to move all these boxes out of the background. It's not making me happy, so you've done a bit of furniture moving around, and we're good to go now, yeah?
1: Yeah, but how, how long have you been in your new house?
0: Uh, a week or so, 10 days, something like that. I'm not quite 10 sure. 10
1: I've only been 10 years. 10 years last month, <laughs> or the so before, so... You know.
0: <laughs> Tax time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult so thing. It's a stressful time. Um, we had to talk about Aston Villa 1, Crystal Palace 0, of course. Uh, not a, a game for the neutral. Not the most exciting game in terms of chances and goals. I mean, we've not even seen a Villa play a score. score. Um, but a win is a win. That's the main thing. I, I can't imagine this is going to be one of those ones where we're talking for hours and hours about, about the game because not a lot to it, really. But an important three points, clean sheet, and we're still in 11th place. I said to this after to John after the Everton game, like it's back to back wins now. We've still not moved up a place. It's it's winding me up more than anything. I just want to get back into the top half now.
1: Yeah, you know, I think we could win thirty eight games in a row or lose thirty eight games in a row and still be eleventh. Really? It just seems <laughs> yeah. like we're destined we in purgatory forevermore. Um, but rather be eleventh, eleventh than eighteenth or nineteenth or twentieth. Uh, yeah. It was it, it was a bit of a bore fest, but having seen like a couple of goal fests at Villa Park. In the last month or so, and yeah. been on the re- receiving end of defeats, then you know I'll take it. You know it, it seemed bizarre, and I will we'll do this in chronological order, but I'll jump. I'll jump to the end Um, first of all. You know I'm I'm just irritating like that. But I think it seemed bizarre that Palace were were so out of form, had been re- been reduced to to ten men. And hadn't, as far as I can remember, other than the disallowed goal, had a shot on goal or given Emmy Martin a save to mate. Yet I still felt we were <laughs> hanging on. It's still because you know because we've we've squandered lead so many times. You just thought, just see us over the line, just give us give us the three points, get it on the board, and we can all go home and get on with our lives.
0: Yeah, it did feel like it was going to be one of those classic Villa days, wasn't it? Well, we'd be coming on here afterwards going. Palace haven't won away for ages, they've not won it, I don't think they've won in 2023 yet, Zaha's so not played or not scored for however long, and he's back in the squad now, and he'll score, of course he will, and that's how I thought it was going to go five minutes in. Um, Can you hear that annoying that.
1: music, by the way, because I need to shout at my son, but if you can't hear it, I won't shout as like Can't hear it, no. We oh, stopped it now anyway, he must have, I must have dropped the subtle hint, that's fine. What, what classes
0: like, is annoying music to you, what was that?
1: Just any noise coming from his phone when I don't want it to come from his phone. <laughs> So it might have been beautiful singing when he was in a school, quiet, the age of four or something. But it's annoying to me if I, if it's disturbing daddy time. Christ, <laughs> this
0: is what I've got to look forward to in a few years time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So a bit like um, a bit like your young lad, it's not music as such, but any any noise that he makes that disturbs you, which I should imagine quite uh, quite a lot mm-hmm. at the moment. And again, who'd have thought it? You know, you've got a newborn, I've got a fifteen-year-old. Who'd have thought it'd be the noise from my kid that ever? <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, just, but you're, just... you're the professional, aren't you? That's the difference.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's who I am. Just before I came up to start, I could hear him crying downstairs, and I'd, i I've felt guilty, but there's not very much I can do. I think he's hungry and despite my physical appearance, I'm not able to breastfeed. So I'm not coming my, around, mate, not
1: tonight. <laughs> <not my problem.
0: laughs> uh, but well, we'll try and keep this as smooth as, as possible and as quick as possible so I can get back to changing nappies and stuff. Uh, the disallowed goal, Wilfred Um I thought, you no, know, this is gonna be one of those days. If that's against us, and we've done this kind of thing before, and people go, oh, you're a Villa fan, you should be happy with it, and I am, with 1-1-0, I don't really care. I don't really like Wilfrid Zahar either, so that's a bit of an icing on the cake as well. But if that goal's ruled out for us, I'll be fuming with that. It's nothing, that offside, absolutely nothing.
1: I've not not, not seen it back. I'm not making an excuse, but it seemed... I thought the feeling in the ground was like a little bit... A bit... (sighs) I don't think anybody was really the, the Palace fans were I think and Zahar was cuz he celebrated it but I don't think any of the Villa fans were actually convinced at the time that a goal was going to be given I didn't I just felt something weird about it that it was just the de, the delay and the referee to me didn't look convinced mm. that it that, that it was a goal so I think he needed he needed to he needed to have that that confirmation um so was it you know, was it one of these ones where you could have, you know, slipped a rizzler between the two players? It was, it was that 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 tight.
0: Yeah, I've not heard that that phrase before, but I like that. Well, I thought, no, I thought that,
1: that's that's one. That's that's um, pre pre VAR anyway. That's uh It's yeah, it, it, it's it's a, a well used <laughs> phrase, mate. So I'm glad that glad that okay. I'm educating you.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. Well, I was I saw it on a. And uh, I was watching it in means that probably not supposed to be watching it, let's just say. And I thought, oh, that's that to zoom in really far for the VAR thing, you know, and it's like it all goes purple and they're doing yeah. the lines and all that. They didn't actually draw the lines on, but they zoomed in so far that the Sahar and whoever the villa defender were were just like pixels that you couldn't even tell that they were the human beings They were zoomed in so far. And it was I thought it was nothing. But Steve in the comments there just said it was clearly offside when you see it on TV. So whether I just saw a different angle to what has been broadcast elsewhere, I, I don't know. But to me, it looked really tight and I'd have been annoyed if that had gone against us. But ultimately, it didn't go against us. I'm happy. Wilfred high is there cupping his ears to the crowd and then it's ruled out a couple of minutes later. But that's good. I like that. Funny.
1: It just seems taking eternity again in the stadium. I always just, mm. you know, just imagine that the, the the VAR ref at Stockwell Park or whatever it is, I think he must have just gone for a wee or something and then, <laughs> oh, 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 I'm needed. You know, and just just the, the usual fast but you know on the days that we fall on the right side of it we, we don't get too upset do we because we, we're mm. um, fickle well, yeah. and biased like that
0: yeah exactly I love you. um from Villa going forward I mean I'd like I said I wasn't I wasn't there today I'm hoping to be back for the next Villa game which is Bournemouth in a couple of weeks time it feels like nothing happened so this is difficult for podcasts. It's all like, what do we talk about next? What's the next the next big thing I can think about is the Ollie Watkins chance on 45, so forty five. don't you normally
1: minutes. go back from the start and talk do team news? I know you're a bit out of practice yeah. and stuff, but do you know What or just changes
0: was like, there? That? Exactly. Continue. That's exactly What's what's to say about team news the same again? Uh, yeah, well, we talked about that in the last one. Kind of left back. Yeah.
1: So yeah, standard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we'll go what what next? Um yeah, it just felt like one of those games that we've done enough to get through it and that's good and I'm happy with that. And people say, oh, negative, moaning, etc.
1: No, I thought, so, I, I, I've been so critical, not, not critical, critical, but I've been so frustrated by us throwing leads away that... I'm 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 happy with that. I'm happy with a, a, a grinding, fairly you know, pretty unspectacular, fairly mundane win. It's a win, and that's what we've got to do at home. You know, we've shown away from home yeah. under Emery that we can we can be really competitive and really streetwise. So, you know, it's we could have gone could have gone gunko and ended up losing three two or drawing two all or whatever. So I'm 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 not I'm not disappointed about that side of the game. I think it's exactly what we needed to to do. Um, and we didn't really, really look in any danger. I thought second no. half we were poor, they were poor, and it just played out to its natural conclusion in the end.
0: Yeah, we played better than that and not got anything from it. So to to yeah. not really play that well, I mean, to say we had little moments of, of decent football, some like nice little moves between between a few players that you know ultimately obviously didn't come to, to much. But for the most part, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll play better than that in future games and not get anything. So to not play great today and, w- and win and get a clean sheet back-to-back, a 2-0 and a 1-0, I don't think you can kind of overstate how how important that is for something to build on as much as it's not this like free-flowing, brilliant, entertaining performance. I'd now be positive enough to go into West Ham next week after they lost, was it 4-0 today or 3-0 in the end away at Brighton? Thinking that, yes, that's the difficult away game and then it's Bournemouth afterwards back at home again. You've got to be looking at those next two games now with the kind of platform we've given ourselves to go there and, and win both again. But then Villa don't win four in a row, do they? So something's gonna give.
1: Oh, we'll finish in eleventh anyway. We've got honestly only winning in a row. But the thing that pleased me today was and it wasn't sparkling, but there were some moments, and in the last game at Villa Park as well, we're actually playing probing passes that are, are getting us in behind teams. So obviously the um Catinio goal against um against Arsenal won our goal of the month, didn't it? And that's that little kind of slotted through ball. Whereby you know, the fullbacks got round, got got round the back and, and and cut it back, and it was the same again with the goal that we scored today. Um, it was a really really precise pass from again um, from McGinn that that set Cash Scamper in a way. I think I'm not sure that I Don't don't blame him because it, it's it's ended up in a goal. But I think it wrong-footed the defender because I don't think he thought that the cross was going to go there. It seemed a, a really weird placed cross, uh, and he kind of stumbled, stumbled, and forced it into his own net. Decent finish, uh, <laughs> yeah. Terrible the end.
0: goal, Christ.
1: But well, um, I tell you what, um, I tell you what amused me about that, and I'll come come on to McGinn properly in a bit because I thought he played very well today. Um, within man of, man of the match, I thought. Yeah, within within the you know the the fact that it wasn't a vintage Villa Villa performance as a whole. It made me it made me laugh because there, there was a bit of um, we've got McGinn, Super John McGinn, and we know there's been a custody battle over whose man he is, don't we? In the past, mm-hmm. and we we referenced that in the past. But I think today, because Dean Smith was there, I think yeah. the first day. I think today was the first day when he's been somebody else's man, when one of his previous owners was also in the stadium. Um so it just made me laugh because I always have to remember whose man it is when it gets to when it gets to, to that bit of the chance. Um but in terms of McGinn, yeah I thought he was um there's a couple of times when you when you see the confidence flooding back, you know, he sticks his arse out and he starts rolling players and you can see a little bit of a swagger. Um mm. and I think he's got his mojo back a, a little bit. You know I think these these still more to come and he still still needs to do it consistently but i don't think i'll be the first or the last villa fan to say that playing him further up the pitch with a a kind of protective blanket behind him in in kamara and and douglas louise gives him that little bit more license uh and we know he's got the energy we know he's got the tenacity we know he's got the physique to kind of go and hunt the ball and we know well we know he's got the finesse to do to do do good things with it um And I think it was his pass that's made that goal today. So I think, yeah, I think he he probably would be, will be Villa's man of the match. I don't know whether an official one's been named.
0: um, The the Premier League website gave it to Matty Cash, which I I don't know whether he does get the assist, I guess, for the goal. Probably does, doesn't he? So just from a stats perspective, Cash gets it. Just on McGinn, I'm just scrolling through Ash's Twitter because he tweeted a stat earlier about McGinn not scoring and not. 45 games or something, and the specific game was like 500 games ago, 500 days ago. I can't remember who it was, but I'm trying to find it anyway. Off the back of that, um, Ash was just tweeted a picture of McGinn signing autographs outside of the park, saying the people's champion, John McGinn, still here almost two hours after four time, signing tops, chatting to fans, having selfies. Nothing is ever too much trouble for the skipper. Always last to leave to make sure he's spoken to every fan who's waiting in the cold. Um if I can just scroll back far enough quick enough, I'll be able to find out what the stat was. But it, it seems that under Emery specifically, and playing in a slightly different role, as you just said, definitely suits him better. He has now just got to add, I mean, he's got a couple of assists, hasn't he, in the last couple of weeks, he's now got to add a couple more goals to his game over the course of a season. You know, If he's playing every single week, you want a midfield player to score four, five, six goals a season. If he's not scored for 45-odd games, that's obviously not good enough. But he's heading in the right direction, isn't he?
1: Well, I'm not a master tactician, but I think he's got more chance of scoring goals if he plays a little bit nearer to the goal yeah. than, than he has done yeah. for probably the bulk of those however many games. Um, so, yeah, listen, we've, as a as a fan base, probably on here at times, we've wouldn't say we've written him off, but we've said, you know, do Villa need to phase him out and up, up, upgrade, on, up, you know, bring in an upgrade if we're to progress? Isn't that may still be the case, but all, all he mm-hmm. can do is he's do his best to to prove to the manager that he deserves to to be in that team and deserves to captain the team. And you know, listen, we don't get carried, don't get carried away about it. But I, I just think we've seen seen glimmers of encouragement since he's got back in the team.
0: Yeah, it was was well, yeah. There's a comment from McGinn uh, Skipper looking for his first AVFC goal since Palace away in November 2021. He said, "I'm away on 45 games without a goal." He says. Last got at Villa Park. That was the 504 days ago. Do you want to have a stab at what that game might have been? 504
1: days 500 ago? 500
0: days, so it's obviously more than a year. Well, yeah, well over a year and a half. Um, <laughs> You're going back several managers as well.
1: No, you've just, you just made me laugh. I, think I was going to start singing the Proclaimers. I would go 500 days, but I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Um, five, so, so we're talking a year and a half ago. Mm. So Dino would be in charge. Did we win? No. I've got no idea. Go for it.
0: Wolves at home. I so, know we definitely probably. didn't win. We could have won. Should have won. <laughs> the yeah. Start of the downfall, essentially. I think you could probably pin it on. Yeah, McGinn's last goal at Villa Park. Wolves at home. That's the way goal. Palace, November 21. So, 45 games. Now, 46 games without a goal. Got to improve. Um, but, yeah, like we said, heading in the right direction. Um, I stick with my field, and you said we'll try and do this chronologically, but we're definitely not going to because this is certainly all over the place. But we'll get the elephant out of the room with Bubakar Kamara. <sighs> um, I'll read some comments from Emory in a second from the press, which I assume you haven't seen about the longevity of the injury. But it seems like it hopefully will be weeks rather than months. Even if it is only weeks, still a massive Hopefully loss.
1: it'll be hours rather than days.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Huge, huge loss, Kamara, for, for whatever it is. What's like he done say. then?
1: Because well, he, he looked in some discomfort <laughs> when he hobbled down, yeah. the, when he helped down the touchline.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about the challenges in in a second. The question was, do you know what part of the leg he's injured? Emery said, I don't know exactly. I don't know the name of it. It's not the ankle. And I just put, offering a little clarity on the matter, Emery's assistant, and the butcher of the name, Damia Vidagani. For dig, for the name
1: right. is that the part of the leg or is that the
0: <laughs> <That's his surname. laughs> DV told reporters it's the joint between the two bones in the leg, it's not a clear diagnosis we'll have the assessment Demo, tomorrow dem, <laughs> <or>
1: dem, die, <laughs> it's, not,
0: it's not the ankle or the Achilles so no ligament damage they hope or they expect at this early stage.
1: what part of the leg is it?
0: <laughs> it's not the Achilles or the ankle it's a joint between the two bones or something so I don't know knee, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a medical man. But however long he's out for, if it is days, weeks or months, how much of a blow is that to Aston Villa Mac, Mack It
1: is a blow. None of our medical that's staff weird. seem to know the name of the part that's <laughs> injured. That's a blow, first of all. Now, in all seriousness, it is a blow because it's a, it's a team, but he's been one of the most consistent, outstanding performers in that mm. team. Um And I think he not just with what he does individually, but how he how he knits knits the team together a little bit for me in terms of you know giving that that backline confidence to to play through him basically and get get things started and giving them that insurance to break things up as well. I've only seen the tackle once and it didn't look good to me. I know that the the fella got booked and then sent off within you know two minutes um, of it. It just looked... You know, sometimes players get injured and it's just, I don't know, a coming together of players or just mm. the way that they collide and stuff like that. I don't think he set out to hurt him, but equally, it's a challenge that he clumsy? didn't need to make it and he didn't need to make it like that for me. And that's, mm. that's only a first glance, so I've seen it from some distance at the top of the Trinity, but it just looked clumsy and, and needless to me. I don't know how it looked...
0: On TV. I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that because I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I was changing a nappy when that happened. Uh, embarrassingly as that is, that I mean that sounds like a my dog at my homework excuse, but I didn't see I didn't see the Camaro challenge. I came back upstairs and saw him hobbling off and I thought, oh my god, what's happened? What have I missed? Thinking it might be a like a serious, serious leg break or whatever. Um, and then I saw the second follow-up challenge, and when he got sent off, I wasn't even quite sure. My first thought was again. The way I was watching it was not with English commentary. So that was another reason I didn't really know what was going on. I thought, well, that were not that a red card challenge. It was only then I realized that he'd already been booked for the Kamara one. And it's yeah. the same guy that had done both. And yeah, two, I think Villa's Twitter called it two awful challenges for Cori's as has resulted in a red card or something like that. And the second one, certainly clumsy, kind of just kicks out his shin. The first one, loads of the comments saying bad angle, a uh, bad challenge, sorry. Angle was 90 degrees, looked bad. I thought he should have gone for the first one on Camaro. So yeah, embarrassingly, I've not seen it, so I wish you hadn't asked me, but yeah, that's the reason why I was knee-deep in nappies. Not yeah, it,
1: it didn't it didn't look like great at first glance. And uh, I don't know whether I'm going soft by saying this, and this is a really perhaps kind of um stupid thing to thing to say, and you wouldn't have said this 20 years ago, but you know what I I found I found weird. Kamara's come off, he's obviously in some some kind of pain. You're seizing pain when he's when he's been treated on the field. And he's got a couple of for him, staff, medical staff, helping him. You know, when you they've got, got somebody either side of him and they've mm. got the car, and, you know, propping him up under under the arms. Why do they need him to make that trudge down the touchline? I'm not – am I being – could you put a wheelchair by this? am I being over the top here? <laughs>
0: they've got stretchers,
1: haven't they? But I, I don't know whether it needed a stretcher, but could you not have a half halfway house and have a wheelchair? Some, some dug out big enough. Mm. And yeah, just pushing oh. up the – the track because you don't know. Listen, you know, fifty years ago, people would have broken the leg, broken the collarbone, and come back <laughs> on and scored a, scored a diving header in the last minute of the cup final. We we know that, so we know the world's gone soft. But I just think
0: I know what you mean. You know, they, know they, what you these, mean. these
1: are expensive commodities.
0: These, yeah, these almost that if you. If you're not quite sure what it is, take the extra precaution and don't let him walk yeah. off the pitch and make it worse. It happened, it happened before. Again, I should know who it is because my memory should be better, but we spoke about it on the podcast. Somebody else got injured for us last season or the one before even. McGinn maybe a couple of years ago, and he walked off the pitch or hobbled off the pitch like Kamara did. Actually, was it Kamara even this season? I don't know. Anyway, it's happened before when they've hobbled off, and I've said, and we've said on the podcast, oh, well, it might not be that bad because he walked off the pitch. And then they were out for three months or whatever it is. Again, people will know what I'm talking about. So I always think, oh, maybe it's a glimmer of hope that it's actually not that bad if they have walked off, but ultimately it means nothing. But I agree, you you would imagine, given the expense of footballers and the football industry, if you're not quite sure what the injury is, get the stretcher out or get a wheelchair out. Let us know
1: in the comments either live or, or after the event whether you think I'm just being soft because or if not a wheelchair, you know them trolleys that you can you can move boxes of wine in majestic wines where you, <laughs> you you know them little kind of things and you can just stick or if you're moving like bricks or tiles or something, stick him on one of them and roll him down the um roll him down the like that, like
0: That's worse. That's, more, that's an accident might happen, that is. <laughs> as you are though, some crutches in the dugout would be easier than two, you know medical men, I was going to say doctors whatever they are <laughs> to to them off anyway we're getting bogged down in the details that don't really matter so but did yeah, Emery vote.
1: after after they established the rough area of the leg that it was did did mm. he did he even speculate about a time frame sorry
0: um he just said I don't know exactly I don't know at the beginning maybe it'll be some weeks away that's the, that's the one line that Ashes has, has written out at the moment and and just like, they just said that they don't know it's just not they know it's not the ankle at this stage
1: um, well, that's the one line that Ash has written, that, as if he's sitting on the actual official <laughs> diagnosis and the exact... Ash, come on, just flick your next page of your notepad. We need to know it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a few people saying stretches used to come out more often, but they tend not to bother so much now. Yeah, it's probably more of a hassle than it's worth, a stretcher. Well, they don't have the staff to do it. Yes to a wheelchair, says Steve. Sweet Karma says two radio-controlled cars. That's all right, isn't oh, it? I
1: like that. That's oh, good. Just come and buzz onto the pitch and then just yeah. take them away. Like you no, know, like like the little escape.
0: one. Yeah, yeah, like the like little the one that bought the ball, bought the ball onto the pitch in the World Cup. Get them oh. in to do it, and you've just got to like sit on it like a child. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Or do you remember the, um? do you know the big Zorbs when you play Zorb football?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Just put him in one of them because he's properly properly looked after then because, you know, it's he, almost like being wrapped up in cotton wool. Just roll him out, roll him he's down the tunnel.
0: There's a few good suggestions here. Adam says, I can guarantee 90% of players would refuse a wheelchair just to avoid the dressing room banter they get when it's nothing serious, which, yeah, I can agree with that. The players just go, no, it's not that bad. Leave me alone. I want them to walk off. Uh, Don Robbie says, I think you do have a good point with a wheelchair, Matt. If it reduces sideline time by one week, then that's a help. Yeah. Rob Henry said, a cart pulled by six dogs. Oh, uh, yeah, dodgy oh, you know, look at
1: the rickshaws that you can get in London.
0: Yeah, and yeah,
1: you've got yeah, yeah. Riding the bike on it. I'm telling you, mate. We were...
0: <laughs> Golf <laughs> cart. They...
1: Is there a series of Dragon's Den on at the moment? <laughs> yeah,
0: <there is. laughs> Forklift truck. Yeah, anyway, let's get back to the football. You could tell this is a drab game, can't I'm you? Not, I am, I'm well. not making
1: light of the fact that one of our best players is injured, by the way. I'm Absolutely just looking. Could we have yeah. softened the blow a little bit yeah. by helping him off the pitch without him putting pressure on Boom. the injury? So, for people saying this is serious matter, mate.
0: So, so. <laughs> get yeah. get also in Booba Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Ollie Watkins then. Now you, like I said, you and me haven't spoken since I was um, not a dad, <laughs> childless. I don't know uh, <laughs> what's happened to Ollie Watkins. First of all, there was a stage where we we're all going, "Oh, we're probably going to get rid of him at some point." And now he's scoring goals five and five. So could he easily have been six and six to that, and he's only got himself to blame for that. That chance in the in the first half. It, there was a time on the podcast where I said, "If Ollie Watkins is running one on one, I don't back him to score because he's missed so many." On the form he's been in over the last few weeks, I'd have put my house on him to score from that position with that that time on the ball. So the fact they didn't shocked me. Said so yeah, disappointed not to get six and six, but some turnaround from from Watkins isn't it? And it a Standing ovation when he came off at the end.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a great chance. It was a great, it was a very good move to put him in that position. And I'm you know you can't really celebrate prematurely now because you have to wait for three minutes till he. There, yeah, I'll check, yeah. check. But I was actually out on my seat, hands raised um Celebrating it because I thought it was just a simple matter of him tucking it in the in the bottom corner. So it's mm-hmm. uh, one of them ones with double take moment right, where you think, how's that actually gone past the past yeah. the post?" There. Um Listen, he's in. I was chatting to the fellow next to me at the at the at the match today, saying a bit like this: "What what is the turnaround with Ollie Watkins? Is it a?" Is it a confidence thing? You know, sometimes we say that, that players need competition and, and people breathing down their necks because it stops them from being complacent. I was wondering if it was the reverse with Danny Innes yeah, going and him realising was, he was the main man. What a vote mm. of confidence that was. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the thing with Ollie Watkins, he can do all parts of the game really well, but not necessarily all at the same time. Yeah. So I think what you'll get from him always is hard work. And I think that's really important to Emery in a team that he wants to play with intensity and to kind of press from the front. So you'll get that as a given regardless. What you won't always get is clinical finishing, although the confidence that's come back to him has given him that to a degree until today in the last five games. Um, I thought he was very, very quiet in the first half and all of a sudden he went back to get involved, won the ball back on the the edge of of our box, I think, and then just went, you know... Went on some mad surge down the touchline, um, which sorry, this is just taking me in, in a different direction here. But fine, no, go with it. The, it was obviously one a foul, just out, not far outside their box, having carried the ball forward, and it it kind of intrigued me that the player who gave the foul was Jordan Ayou. So Ayou must have tracked all the way back with him. And I'm going off. I'm going massively off topic here, but again, it got me and my neighbour sitting next to me debating. Um,
0: your neighbor, that's an interesting way of saying it. Is that how you refer to the person who sits next to you, or is it the neighbor not, who you live with? with.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not my actual neighbor,
0: <laughs> your neighbor at the Villa Park. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. my actual neighbor is Baggy's fan. Um, oh. what was I saying? So, no, what oh. we're debating was Jordan Ayu, and I've not, I meant to check this before we, um, before we came on air. Other than Jordan Ayu and your man old floppy fringe man what's his name players from Manchester City you know 100 million oh, yeah. you know. Hmm. Jack Grealish um, other than him how many of our relegated 2015-16s are still in and around the Premier League not playing top pl- flight football because there's some playing you know Veretout's playing Serie A now I think and, and that hmm. kind of thing good one isn't it that?
0: <laughs> it's a good one yeah you stumped me I, I, I'd assume off the top of my head none of them Address a guy is at Everton.
1: Yeah, good shout. Good He's the shout. other
0: one. He went he was he went to Everton, didn't he? And then went after PSG and has come back. Les Scott Richardson. Obviously they're retired now. A core right disappeared off the face of the earth, thank God.
1: I'm just down a little look now. Who's the goalkeeper when we got relegated? Brad Guzan.
0: Guzan, yeah, I don't know what happened to him Didn't
1: really he? I think. What's happened really to and stayed? Clark? Is he still at Newcastle?
0: He did go to Newcastle. Where he went out on loan somewhere in the Championship, didn't he? I think he went to know, like Bristol City or something.
1: So well, I don't think this is United. He went to. Went where?
0: Sheffield United. Keon Clark went to on loan. I think. Right. Jordan Amavi. Where's he? Is he still playing? He's, he's got to be right, in front, does not he? I suppose. What's this podcast about? <laughs>
1: no, no, me? it's quite a bit mad. But I, I, I think I think you've probably named the one, haven't you? In terms yeah, just yeah, I
0: think. Jordan yeah. Jordan uh, Jordan Moravi by the way. Is it went to Marseille, then went to Nice on loan, now he's was at Getafe on loan in Spain. Have I think he said or
1: something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you guess what Jordan Amarvi's middle name is. This is according to Wikipedia so it might be false. Um you won't guess it cuz it's not it's not like a French sounding name, and I'll just say that. Brian. No <coughs> similar vibes though. Kevin.
1: Kevin. That can't That's be right. Wikipedia. Yeah. I was yeah, you know that? You know how this podcast has jumped all over the place because the game was so boring. You saying Kevin, it's actually prompted something else that I was, gonna, I was thinking about.
0: Just quickly, the Kevin's got a little thing on the E, an apostrophe oh, a thing apostrophe or whatever on the, on top the word e. is. Kevin. So it's probably Kevin, yeah. Probably. Anyway,
1: Kevin, <laughs> do you remember, I bet you're too young to you remember Kevin the teenager, aren't you? The Harry Enfield character. Yeah, I don't know that is. Kevin you and Perry. Kevin and Perry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sulky teenager, Mm. Wilfred Zahar. Yeah, what's up with him? You know, he's a really gifted footballer. He's backing the team after after being injured. You know, why? Why is he? Why does he think the world's against him? Why is he moan about absolutely everything? You know, he's got players for Crystal Palace. He He's got of booked it. for descent. I mean, I I take him at Villa. He got booked. He got booked <laughs> for descent at the end because the referee gave a free kick. He was fouled. The referee gave a free kick, and he gave gave the ref back chat. I just think, Wilf, just get get over yourself, mate. Um, but no, that, nothing's
0: good has it come for anyone called Wilfred? Nothing's ever good.
1: Oh, for oh I forgot. But is that who you named it after? Your your kid.
0: No, but you know what? I've always said I don't like Wilfred Zahar on the podcast, and once we would I mean, it's spelt differently. There's no I in it. Yeah. But I did think...
1: Middle-names
0: Zahar, I, though, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, middle-names Zahar, yeah. But when I when I tweeted about it, that we called it that, I was expecting some people to say something about Wilfred Zahar and the fact that I don't like him. But we went the other way and said, Wilfred Broomer, and I was oh, yeah, let's go with that instead. I reckon uh, you all yeah. like
1: wolf probably cries less than, than Zahar. Yeah, to be probably honest, does, actually. But, uh, yeah. There was... um Oh, there's a there's a brilliant moment... When I don't know whether you'd have seen this uh, if you, you you're watching away from Villa Park shall we say <laughs> there was um, Ashley Young was, was warming up yeah. near the uh, near the 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 uh, North Stand down the Trinity Road touchline and the ball comes out and Zaha so, oh, they're obviously chasing the game then it must be in the last 10 minutes or something and he, he goes to like Gesture to throw the ball to Zahar and then just throws it over his head to, to waste a bit of time. I love stuff like and that. I thought, even if he's playing, he's just the grand old master, isn't he? Ashley yeah. Young. That, yeah. just, we talked
0: about that before, didn't we? You know, we've talked about like um, the ball coming to you in the crowd and stuff and what yeah. would you would do, would you hit it away, or whatever. I think we've said this before. I've always wanted to do that. The ball come to me and I offer it to the opposition and when they're begging for it to back yeah. and I get another ball from someone else and I'll just chuck it on. I've got yeah. this like, weird fantasy that I want to do that at some point in my life and it's never, the ball's never come near enough for me to grab it. One day. We've
1: all got our ambitions, haven't we? We've all one gonna day I'm
0: going to do that at Villa Park. I'm going to wind up an opposition player. And my son will be next to me and he'll go, Dad, get a life. What are you doing, man? Grow up.
1: Oh, mate, if we can get Will to throw the ball over the head of Zahar, yeah. like, that's California. That's the dream. You've won then. You've won, you've completed parenting <laughs> then if
0: you can do that, Um uh, Just uh, quickly, backtracking to a previous topic There's nothing to do with Crystal Palace, Aston Villa. A player that played for us in the relegation season that is still playing in the Premier League We've missed one and Joseph Taylor in the comments has uh, come up trumps. Do you, do you want me to tell you what it is? Two people, actually. Pete as well. Fair play.
1: Well, I've just been glancing down the old... um I mean, Are you going to say, say Jed played for us? Say played for us is a bit
0: of an overstatement.
1: Are you going to say Jed Steer?
0: No. Adama Troore?
1: Oh, blimey, yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember, do you remember his unveiling, coming out with a scarf on his neck and doing a few keepy ups on the halfway line and going back in?
1: I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember him yeah. being, there being like quite a, a buzz of excitement around him yeah. as well.
0: Just because um, he came from Barcelona
1: and he's he was quick. Yeah. I mean, what's happened to um, Jose Angel Crespo?
0: <laughs> what a what a, what a flashback that is, Jose Angel you know? Crespo. Oh, sorry about that. Anyway, uh, I mean we've we'll talk about this in the end about like doing more podcasts and stuff. We should probably do something like a what basically what this has been for the last ten minutes should be an episode in itself where we kind of go down memory lane and go through old seasons and whatnot and just talk about random stuff.
1: Is there anything more game related that we need to discuss? Um... I report the thingy back today. The um. What's it called when they got that big round circle and they gotta try and roll the ball in it at half time?
0: Oh, prize where it lies.
1: Yeah, what it is? Prize where it lies. Yeah. I was, I popped for a wee at half time, so I, I knew it was prize where it lies, or I knew it was I didn't I can't remember the name of it. So I, I rushed back. I did wash my hands. I rushed back well, just done. so I could get back to see some of it. And I missed the first two who didn't get anywhere near it, I don't think. And then some fella called Conrad stepped up and classic Conrad. Not only does he does he get the ball nowhere near, but he slips and falls on his backside, (laughs) gets the biggest cheer of the afternoon. Thought this is why we need this. This is why we need prize where it lies. (laughs) It is absolute, you know, top class Saturday afternoon entertainment. You
0: know what? Me and my dad always say about that when they do it. It takes them ages to get the big sheet out on the. It's still on our phone. I I
1: must have lost that in some storage cupboard somewhere. I don't know why they're not done it sooner.
0: And a house moves when we moved house with it and lost it. Yeah, that used to because they used to like kick towards the whole end in there or something They have to put it on a put it on the penalty spot or whatever. Now they like, kick it into the center circle. Is that the same? Still the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When they do that, me and my dad always say Why do they only let three people do it? it Take them ten minutes to set it up, at least give stuff twenty people do it, and it takes a second for each person. It's big fan fan. Like, oh here's Dave and he's gonna do it, and then Steve, he's gonna do it, and Matt's gonna do it. And it's like, oh, that was it. 30 seconds maybe, they want,
1: maybe they don't want to give the prize away. No,
0: mate, I've, I've seen one person win it in about 15 years. I've never what seen anyone What do
1: it. is lower the prizes so it's just like a, a packet of Spice Riders or a lollipop <laughs> and let all of the whole ten come and have a go <laughs> and do it like that. Uh, I think... Uh, where's uh, it been? Sure. Where is... what happened? If <laughs> you're not using it for that, you know, if somebody had loads of family around and needed a bigger table and a bigger tablecloth or what, where's he... <laughs> what are you doing with it? What a waste. <laughs> I'll have it...
0: I love how exasperated Where's the case? Where's it been? Where's it been, this crap game that three people every two weeks get to have a go on? Where's it been? Um, I'm pretty sure there was one, se- one season where somebody, I think in the middle, if you like, you got it in the centre of the thing, it was a season yeah. ticket for the following season. And I'm sure somebody won that one season when we were crap. And it was all like, "Whoa, is that the booby prize?" He managed to get it in, finally, and he's won a season ticket for the. So even Poor his bloke. moment of
1: glory is, is diluted <laughs> yeah. just because he.
0: Yeah, he got to go see Paul Ambertsville like, the following season or whatever. Poor bloke.
1: Oh, um, yeah, you know, you know what I think they should do with that. <coughs> like you say, they go to the effort of, of rolling it all out. I think if a player gets injured, they should get 50 fans to carry him off in that, <laughs> or to just flip him.
0: Yeah, hold <laughs> him up him. like a pancake.
1: Yeah, and then you catch him back near the tunnel. <laughs> oh, what's here's, one today with it?
0: here's one for you. Here's one for you. we're talking about pancakes. Obviously, it's been pancake day recently, and I feel like if you and me were doing the podcast when pancake day was around, we'd have talked about it. As soon as we've just mentioned it, we'll do it now. There's a couple of pancake questions for you. First of all, what's you go to topping on a pancake? I
1: thought the first one was, why are you such a tosser? Like I thought <laughs> you
0: were going to say Yeah, that's me number up. two. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we'll just do I'm these quickly because I feel mate. like people are going to. Go off.
1: I'm a simple Sagan? man with simple tastes. Yeah. A bit of sugar and a bit of lemon.
0: Yeah, right. Ding. Correct answer for number one. Two, do you eat it as it is, like flat, or do you roll it up?
1: Um, I roll it
0: up. Do you? Okay, interesting. No ding for that because I, I feel like I like to keep mine flat. And the third question, this is controversial between my household and my families. How do you eat it? Do you use cutlery? Do you use your hands? And if it is a cutlery, is it knife and fork or a spoon?
1: Knife and fork.
0: <sighs> Wrong answer. It's a spoon. Yeah,
1: but we, po- we posh down my end, mate.
0: See, my <laughs> other half has a knife and fork. My dad has a knife and fork, but me and my mum, and and I don't know, if my sister does. She might do knife and fork as well. Me and my mum do spoon because it's a pudding. It's a sweet thing. So yeah, no. Roll no, cut it up with a spoon and scoop it in like a spoon.
1: No, your other, your other half and your dad are civilized people, and you and yeah. your, your mum, you and your mum and your sister are complete trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's still Fair watch enough. this. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, there's a of people watching and commenting and
1: getting, getting involved. I mean, your mom, I mean, will your parents watch it? Because I don't really want to call your mum trashy. No,
0: oh, I uh, don't think so. I think my dad might oh, watch that's it. Depends, okay. Um, okay. She's not
1: watching it then. She's the at the moment. It.
0: So they're, they're doing other things. We're bothered about watching 1-0 Crystal Palace, the post-match oh. debrief. Um, do you want to talk about any other football-related things? I can't think of anything else from the game specifically. Decoro's actions, yeah, poor. We talked about Ollie Watkins a bit. We talked about Kamara. Duran, let's talk about him quickly because, again, we've not spoken about him on the podcast together. I've not really seen much of him. He's obviously not played a lot. He's only come on in, in fits and starts. He had five minutes today when Watkins came off. I'm dying to see more of him, just out of intrigue, because I don't really know what we've got to, to have, you know, in our arsenal. I know he's come on against Leicester, was it maybe, for 20-odd minutes, and people were saying he looked good in that spell. I didn't see any of that game at all. So I've not seen him other than five-minute cameos here and there. But I want to see more of him. I don't know how we work him into the same side. I mean, him and Watkins play together, maybe, or he needs half an hour in a game, that means bringing Watkins off earlier, and he's obviously been in good form. So, first of all, what have you made of Duran in the minutes you've seen of him, and are you as excited about him as I
1: am? I like the look of him. I think I have said this to, to John after the, um, the Arsenal game, that he's... I don't know, he just... He, I like the rawness of him at the moment, I think. I like the fact that... Um, I don't know. He's like a, a big lollipop Labrador, you know. You, you at a greyhound track, you know, just let him out, <laughs> and he'll just kind of just bound wherever he, wherever he wants to go. To be honest, but uh, I think there's something there. I think he's big and strong. I think he gives a different different option. Like I say, Ollie Watkins has now firmly established himself as the main man. Mm. I'll be absolutely astounded if we don't sign another centre forward in the summer. Um, but in the meantime. I quite like the fact that we've got that we we can Watkins can still get a rest if yeah. the the game's going in our favour for the last kind of twenty minutes twenty five minutes because Watkins does put in a lot of work and we've got a different option we've got somebody who who's kind of physically strong um, looks decent aerially looks like he's prepared to put himself about looks like he's prepared to to graft a little bit himself and you know we, we haven't seen enough of him really to to say whether he's the real deal. Um but I've, I've been encouraged so far. There was a the moment towards the end of the game where I, I wish he'd have just kind of held the ball ball in the corner and, and run down the clock, but he was like, full of it, you know, full of excitement and
0: like a Labrador <laughs> eager.
1: Tried to kind of go go for goal. Um but yeah I think he's um I think he's uh, I, I, I like listen there's probably probably lots of Aston Villa fans who scale world football and would have known a great deal about him. Sadly I'm not I'm not, not one of those. So I like surprise packages that I think, mm. oh, this is interesting. This is the yeah. you know I, I quite I quite want to see how this one pans out. So I got high hopes for him and he's he's a young man, isn't he? You know so much so much room for growth and time for growth.
0: You and you and John have said the same thing about signing a striker now in, in the last couple of episodes and it's almost like now on we will sign a striker and someone not that that's like inside info, but it's like that's your opinion. How do you see the striker Kind of department looking next season? Then is it Watkins, Duran, new and Cameron Archer? Is that is that enough, or is that too much? Is one of them going to leave? How do you see that?
1: I think I think so potentially because I think you know, obviously Watkins been on a hot scoring streak, so he suddenly started getting linked everywhere, and you know, some link to Arsenal. I think I don't know yeah, I there's a spurious that. source. I'm not sure, but. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I think, what was it now? I think Watkins has got, was it 33 goals in 95 appearances or something like that? I think I've looked at the stat today. I think that's a pretty good return, you know, considering mm-hmm. that he's been playing in a team that's been either 11th in the Premier League <laughs> or further down for a lot of the time. So I think, I think, some we criticize him sometimes, his hold up play he leaves a bit to, to be desired. Sometimes he's not necessarily on the same wavelength as some of his teammates, sometimes he's finishing, but he's you know, he's scoring goals at a, a decent rate in the Premier League. So I think he deserves his status as main man at the moment. I think the good thing about Ollie Watkins as well is even if Villa do bring a centre forward in who usurps him, he can operate in different positions, you know, he can play off the wing. Uh so I, I do think the, the kind of striker department that you've you've outlined, the the current two, Cameron Archer, let's see how his his latest loan does again and another established, you know. I think the, the player we need to, to sign, I'm not saying he needs to be an established Premier League striker, but I think he needs to play top level football um hmm. somewhere, you know, in, in a competitive league. So I think it's I think it's ex- an exciting exciting proposition really uh what i also going to mention to you there's another moment that that amused me i think it was uh it was did you see when the the, the fellow i can't remember what it was he got booked for it had a handful of matty cash's shirt mm. i don't know if you saw it but it was so stretchy if that had been a capa shirt i reckon it had, a, it, had, it had torn a hole in it <laughs> but it reminded me the, the ref let it go for about five seconds and do you know when they do them resistance tests yeah, yeah, and they have to like run against, though they've got a little parachute in the back, or they've got somebody pulling the back, or whatever, or a, a big elastic band around the waist. It reminded me of that because I swear Matty Cash was standing about 15 yards away. from the <laughs> Still got a handful of his shirt, um,
0: it's running yeah, that, like a that cartoon that's ran off a cliff.
1: That, yeah, that's it. The <laughs> thing that amused me was, I think, um, I think Austin McPhee must have had a. Must have ordered a new book of a new a new book of tricks off Amazon today because I started to vary up a little bit with some of the, the corners and, and free kick routines and I like that I like the f- none of them worked but I like the fact that they're trying to vary it up and it, just, it just amused me that obviously we've been done by that short corner routine haven't we a couple of times um, Stevenage and Arsenal springing to mind and I like the fact that the the original th- the, the, the thought was not how can we defend this better. How can we do this ourselves? <laughs> and so they tried that first half, um, and they realised that some teams defend it better. Basically, so it didn't didn't I get anywhere. That. But I do like I do like trying to be inventive mm-hmm. around set pieces, and, and I think they probably did it because of the size of Palace. Palace are a big, strong, mm-hmm. tall team. So I think he tried to be a bit more inventive like that. But it reminded me of um, I've reshared the clip today. Have you seen the Andy Townsend free kick? From nineteen ninety six, I think it mm,
0: was. When he's sure.
1: actually facing the wrong way and somebody yeah. slips it into his feet, might be Mark Draper, and he turns and spanks it in against Chelsea. Um so I do like something a little bit um, inventive. But I'll take a breath in a minute. That's also gonna give me a shoe into my give me a not gonna give me a shoe in, gonna give me a way into my story, my Andy Townsend. Segway. Story. A Segway. That's yeah. what they need to get Boobacar tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> on, on a Segway. That's, that's exactly what they think. Good. Yeah. I'll go that's like
0: the, um, the, the Mastermind sketch when it's like they're answering the question. <laughs> the two Ronnies are answering the question before. I've that in your wheelchair question from 30 oh, minutes ago. Old, there.
1: Uh, is that the old two Ronnies?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think he's answering the question before. What was exactly? I had lunch with Andy Townsend the other day. I
0: know, well. but uh, we'll come back to that in a sec. I was going to ask oh, you about that anyway, because you asked me to remind you about John Gregory and all that. So we'll come back to that in the end.
1: People still watching this? Yeah,
0: loads of people. The one thing I wanted to ask quickly, and we can, if I, if I you're the authority here. So if you say this is a no go area, just say that. We'll move on, but <laughs> it never happened. We're we going to talk about Leon Bailey?
1: Oh, about his laughing gas.
0: Um... Yeah, his hippie crack, as the journalist <laughs> likes to say, more often than not. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that or not.
1: I can, we can talk about it, yeah, but I think that, that, that aren't they, I find it strange that those two terms are used to describe because laughing gas makes it seem like really, really nice and fun, and hippie crack <laughs> makes it seem like something that would, you know, kind of bring down society basically. So, I don't know, <laughs> it's because Emery that, was
0: asked about it. I don't know what it was by Ash, but it's in a story that Ash has done.
1: What did Emery ask? say about it? And then I'll, I'll follow the same line as him.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, if we've written about it, we must be able to talk about it. I thought it's a bit of a grey area, so maybe not. Uh, can I ask you of your reaction to the overnight newspaper reports concerning Leon Bailey and the photographs yeah, that appeared online? Asking, in yeah. print? I'm wondering what your reaction was as manager. Not you, Emery. <laughs> He says, they showed me at the end, before we came here to the press conference, but I can't say anything about it. So if we're going to follow what Emery said, that's the end of that segment. Um, Is that what he
1: said? I can't say anything about it? I can't say anything about it, yeah. When did the story break? Last night?
0: I saw it on Twitter this morning, so it must have been last night or this morning, yeah.
1: Ah, I don't oh, know, listen, I'm not dismissing it because... Footballers need to be, you know, kind of paragons of virtue, don't they? And 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 mm-hmm. be cleaner than clean and stuff like that. But well paid professional footballer does something stupid. You know, I can understand why it is a headline, but equally it happens so often. I don't think he was dropped, if you like. I don't think he was left out of the team because of that. I think that I think that um I think his
0: form's not enough for that.
1: Yeah, I think I think Emery would have made made the change anyway. Discipline him, you know. If if it's in, if it's contravenes club club rules, which I think it it, it probably should, mm-hmm. you know, discipline him, fine him, um, and make him kind of make him make him pay the price for it. Basically, like I say, I'm not I'm not trying to dismiss it. Equally, it's wrong, but I'm not sure it's the the most it's it's the worst misdemeanour ever. Is that
0: fair? Mm. Or yeah, it's always more of a story. He like, did
1: the Emery and not said anything.
0: <laughs> no, it's always more of a story when it's a player out of form as well because it gives fans and it's used to go. Oh, well, if he was playing well, I would don't mind if he's doing what that in his spare time. But he's playing poorly as well. He should be training every day. He should be looking after himself. He should be in the best physical condition ever to be a better footballer. I do kind of agree with that. They have got a responsibility to to look after their bodies and be responsible and stuff like that. But like you said, is it the worst thing in the world? No. Should he be doing it? Also, no. Let's move on and, like you say, plead the Emery and, and go forth and <laughs> see, see what they do rigorous. next. Hey, I was They're fine. It's, I... it's a talking point, isn't it? If they don't and it's all swept under the carpet, we'll just do the same.
1: Yeah, I remember we had the... Um, it's not smart. The... Let's just end it there. Yeah, you know, I think there's something with Gabby, wasn't there, in the... in the
0: Yeah, the shisha, was it, back then?
1: Yeah, shisha and Stephen Island, smoking a shisha pipe and all this kind of thing. So, you know, footballers can't do anything without it becoming kind of common knowledge so perhaps they should try and be more discreet or actually not do those things in the first place yeah um, just don't do
0: it it's stupid it can be dangerous stay away you, you've got responsibilities to not do stuff like that
1: I had um, a thought today you know um I think I must have been listening to the Zootons rather than the, the Amy Winehouse version but you know why don't you come on over Valerie
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if that could be turned into an Emery song but I've only got the why don't you come on over Emery I haven't got the verse yet <laughs>
0: What does that mean? Why don't you come on over, Emery? What does that mean? I don't know. I
1: don't know. Well, just, uh, if you want to come out for tea or something, you know, eat, eat pancakes with a knife and fork, you know, that kind of... <laughs> I, I just think, dun, 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 dun. and I look across the whole tent. Alt-end. Oh, good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of any chant you're making, stick old End in there somewhere <laughs> It'll
1: du,
0: around the U-bend. <laughs> oh, it's... Right, let's end that there. It's a no from me.
1: Yeah, I think, um, we, I think if we can work on the lyrics, I think it's got... I think there's something, something there.
0: <laughs> talk to me about John Gregory. Well, you messaged me a couple of days ago saying, remind me to talk about John Gregory on the podcast. So this is your reminder. Yeah, I've sent you my picture. Of as well. No, you haven't sent me any pictures.
1: Oh, well, I bet I can't do it now. Um, don't worry about it. Um, what I was going to say, yeah, so people will know that last Saturday. Last Saturday. Last Saturday was the twenty-fifth anniversary of John Gregory's appointment of Aston Villa manager. I've never met John Gregory before, although I feel really? that yeah, I feel we had a three-hour oh. podcast with him, so I feel that we mm-hmm. we we're best buddies and had lots of interaction with interactions with him on social media and stuff. So I feel like I kind of know the guy. <laughs> but a chap called Martin Swain, who used to be the kind of chief football writer at the Express and Star, uh, and was the villa writer when Gregory was was villa manager. And they, become clo- they became close mates and through a shared love of music and stuff like that. Um, and even ended up playing uh, at the Jam House together and on the Ian Wright show because he runs a band called the Swains. Anyway, Swain, he got in touch with me and said, and I think it's because a, he knows I'm a massive Villa fan, and B, if he got me to do it, I'd organise it for him rather than him, him, him having to put the uh, put the graft in. He said, "Could we could a few of the kind of old boys take um, Gregory out for a meal to celebrate the the 25th year?" So myself, Martin Swain, John Gregory, Steve Stride, mm-hmm. um, Tom Ross, um, Dave Armitage, uh, and who am I missing here? Oh, God, I'm going to be Rob Bishop um, oh, yeah. and whoever else I've missed. Well, we that group of us arranged to um, go for lunch at Hotel De Van uh, a week or so ago, and it was great. And by complete coincidence, former Aston, Aston Villa's last trophy-winning captain, Andy Townsend, was also in there having a drink with former Aston Villa press officer, communications officer, Steve Tudgay. I think you might not remember Steve Tudgay. He was only there for for an hour an hour for a year <laughs> um but, so we ended up having this really nice meal and it was it was just great. it was just um, nice. anecdotes, galore some you know I won't won't, re, won't ruin uh Andy Townsend after, after dinner um you know kind of speech but it was uh that was really good and as as people just kind of left and caught their trains and stuff like that, I think me and John Gregory were the last ones standing uh he was being sophisticated and drinking wine. Um, not with a knife and fork, and I was um, I was oh, I'd had a few by then, to be honest. And you know, sticking sticking the IPA IPA down my neck, but it was really nice to actually kind of be being that kind of company and hear some of the some of the anecdotes and, and, and some of the fun from the past. Um, were some so, of those yeah.
0: ones that weren't wouldn't have been fit for the podcast? jogger, yeah, with them, possibly and some ones that were a bit close to the bone.
1: Possibly we've had to run a few of them by our lawyers and that kind of thing. I'd have thought. Mm. So uh no, it was it was good fun and it was nice, nice to mark the occasion. Um, mm. you know, yeah, was, really good. to to my generation, if you like, we had a, we had a good run, to be honest. We had, you know, Big Ron, Brian, and, and John Gregory all in a row at a time when we were regularly competing um, mm-hmm. at the at the top end of English football. Uh and the the message from Gregory was that he wants to, you know, he, he must be late sixties now i think but he wants to get back in not necessarily in england but he still still thinks he's got another management job Mm. within him um so whether that comes um i think he'd probably go back overseas obviously had the success in the in in india didn't he um Mm. yeah so it was it was was good just um yeah really he was in good form and it was good good to see him so
0: there we go. So, if anyone's not seen the three-hour podcast with John Gregory that we did over lockdown, that's available on the channel somewhere. Uh, so, go and search John Gregory, Clarence Blue, and you'll find it. I mean, we could have done another three-hour podcast with him with the amount of stories that that he told. Just wondering from your kind of work um, duties here and your podcast duties, did you tap up Andy, Andy Townsend for an episode while you were there?
1: I didn't, but I will do. I will Ooh. do. It's not don't, you, you know. It's,
0: as me, well. I was out
1: with my busy mates, when I didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to make it too work related.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, good, good. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's everything that we were going to mention on this episode. Uh, we said we're trying to keep it relatively short, and that was my intention. The fact that we've almost hit an hour—about five minutes was Crystal Palace. The rest of it, the rest of it was anything but that. Um, just a, a little bit of a kind of housekeeping bit at the end. Of stuff that we're doing like we've said that we wanted to do more stuff in 2023 we're trying to introduce more episodes more interviews etc reels and youtube shorts over the last few days So if people see more like 30 second uploads from us there basically for a different platform and it'll be clips from previous episodes or interview guests and things like that so you'll see more kind of shareable tiktok length youtube reels whatever they are on the channel so you might get a notification saying we claro, have uploaded a new episode and it'll be like 30 seconds long so that's what those are they're not us trying to scam our way through to make shorter episodes because here we are doing 54 minutes. Um, but the more kind of like bigger stuff that we want to do, I think we're going to try and introduce another weekly podcast where we've got preview on a Friday, post-match on a Saturday or Sunday night, and then something else on a say a Tuesday or a Wednesday where we look at a topic um, specifically just about something else. So it could be a history thing like we mentioned earlier. It could be, I, w- I want to do something about the atmosphere, possibly for an episode of that. I we get you and Ash and John together or something and do you know, comments on the atmosphere for 20 minutes and that's an episode in itself rather than <clears throat> a talking point that we bury in a, a post-match show and it's kind of forgotten about having like a dedicated Clown Blue podcast number 200, the Villa Park atmosphere. Let's discuss it or, or whatever the title would be, something better than that. So we will try and introduce more stuff on the channel over the over the rest of 2023. Um, does that all sound good to you, Matt? you listening to any of that?
1: I am listening to it and I actually <laughs> think... Um... You know, some of the some of the kind of knockabout I've just sent you a picture of me and John Gregory, but I've realised I've only just paid attention to that, I've realised how half cut I look. That must have been <laughs> taking about half eight and probably <laughs> about nine points in. It also um, looks like it was
0: taken on potato. The quality is so bad and so small.
1: Just just ruin just ruin everything, don't you? Um yeah. what I was gonna say, yeah, I want us to do so sort of like said we said this the other day, some of the kind of fun things like the kind of you know, the the 15 academy players you didn't know came through the ranks at Villa or, Mm -hmm. you know, we've done bits like that, haven't we? I think I'll tell you what we did on Alive Notza, which was the, um, the horrible, illegitimate, um, (laughs) big brother of Cloud and Blue before (laughs) Dan came along and tried to put, this is the polished version. Imagine how bad that was before. We did like the most, 10 most hated villains
0: yeah i'd like um, to do stuff like that as much as that sounds terrible like we've done like the world cup of kits we've done quizzes yeah. we've done the i think we've the world cup of worst players didn't we so we have done something like that we did like the a to z of all things aston villa like there's loads of these kind of like bite-sized topics that we can kind of do an whole a whole episode about and we'll probably do those like, pre-recorded and they'll be posted every tuesday morning or something like that so you know that on a press conference day there's a preview on a game day there's a post-match show and every tuesday there's something else. So it's not in, we're not going to be taking anything away. So if you think, I've uploaded a video about the 10 worst filler players on a Tuesday, I don't care about that. We'll still do the post-match show on the weekend. But for the people that are engaged in what we do and, and want more from us, I want to do something every Tuesday or every Monday, whatever it is, like an appointment to view that you know, oh, it's Tuesday, there'll be some kind of Cloud and Blue video today. Might not necessarily be an hour-long podcast. It could be a, a 10-minute video about us reciting our favorite memories of yourura scoring own goals against whoever it was in the in the cup or whatever from 15 years ago just random topics like we've like this podcast has been today to be honest we'll just go down tangents and just see what happens Put them off
1: we want it to be good
0: <laughs> so yeah let's uh, let's see what what the future brings obviously interviews and going out on location and doing more kind of documentary bits is the kind of high and mighty plan but they much harder to come by live events as well people have asked about we'll do one at the end of the season and we'll probably do one at the start of next season details to be confirmed of where and when that is but it's definitely in you know on our to-do list that we will do one um yeah that's it i think for housekeeping like i said almost an hour-long podcast really barely discussed crystal palace but that's probably for the best um a win's a win happy days but Yeah, we'll have to play better against other other opposition to to get the three points on another day.
1: Yeah, my stomach's growling now. I'm going to go and have a fish finger sandwich. I think and eat it with a spoon. (laughs)
0: yeah fair enough cool (laughs) are we done thank you for joining me this evening thanks everyone for tuning in as always um, like I said we'll try and do a midweek episode this week so keep your eyes peeled there'll be something from us let's say Tuesday will be the day that we post something then we'll be back for a preview for the West Ham game on Friday And a post-match this time next week if we're playing on a Saturday which I assume we are but I don't know for certain thanks everyone for watching we'll see you again in a couple of days thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your thoughts and comments we'll be back soon with another episode but until then up the villa